0: You're
1: listening to... Whoa!
0: Potluck. Potluck.
1: And you're listening to the Collabcast, the podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian-American perspective. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 114 of the Collabcast. It's Woo! Friday, April the 7th. Is it the 7th? Cause. 2017. It's month three of The Resistance. I'm Marvin. I'm Minji. And we're your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture in Asian America. And we are here live in North Hollywood, but not in Minji's apartment. We are here at our guest's abode. (laughs) And he's
2: kicking back and chilling with his microphone. I'm in my house. Yeah. Yeah, We love it. Just
1: getting relaxed with that microphone. This
2: is the best place to record, is in the guest's house so that they're just like completely
0: in their (laughs) element. I know. I felt so guilty. I'm like, you guys want to come here? (laughs) And you're like, yeah. I'm like, all
1: right. That's fine. Why go downtown?
2: Why? You you know? know? Yeah. We are all.
1: And where do you live? I live in San Gabriel, but I had to go downtown to grab my gear to come up here. Oh. So I've actually been on the road for like the last two hours. Are you tired? Don't, no worries.
2: We're going to get him some coffee. Yeah.
1: Our <laughs> guest this week <laughs> is actor, comedian, awesome nicest human, nicest guy in the world, Parvez China. How's Hi, it guys? going? Hi. You might have se- seen him from um, Outsourced. Um, the latest season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, um, last year's Comedy Comedy Festival, the Musical Comedy Night.
2: Which was amazing. That was fun. <laughs> and you were on Fresh Off the Boat.
1: Yeah, I did an episode. Yeah. Yeah, my friend
0: Nisha Ganathra directed it.
2: Awesome.
0: And um, it was just with being with old friends. My yeah. sister was with Constance, but Randall was there, so, and then the kids are great. It's yeah. Nice to see them, oh, Forrest I mean. and Hudson, and then the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's a little
3: guy
2: for- he's Ian. the youngest Ian. Ian.
0: Ian Ian yeah so sweet
2: he is sweetheart and I love you're wearing your I am Asian American shirt I have, to, <laughs> right. I have two of them <laughs> nice. I have
0: a medium and a large because my boyfriend picked up a medium too so nice. I was like oh, I was wearing the medium one I'm like no this is too tight I actually don't have a shirt they what? I didn't give even get one, one well we all left in sadness on election night we are oh. like, <laughs> it was like a lot. right Parvace was with us on yeah. we went to a oh, election night coverage oh, thing oh, at uh, at the great company he
2: hosted yeah. the show that's where i'm sorry that's where my brain went that and then, you, that, that's where he got the shirt
1: yeah but also that night too yeah yeah. yeah the, yeah. the, the concert. Yeah, it was supposed to be a fun you know oh let's check out the live election and then oh it God. became the saddest night ever we had no idea i mean i'm still reeling
0: a little bit about what maybe a, the bubble that I live in that mm. is Hollywood, Los Angeles, ethnic liberal people, but <laughs> yeah, but no, like it was very shocking, yeah. But well, also at the same time, not we have to, there's a whole group of people who, even if this is their like put their thumb in your eye kind of vote, and are probably going to hurt more than I guess some of us. Let's yeah. be honest. I mean, those <laughs> of us working in the entertainment industry, if you're on television, you're okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, you're kind of fine. Unless I mean, you're what? mismanaging <laughs> your
1: finances, I mean, we like to tell ourselves that uh, we live in a you know a multicultural society and everyone we're moving towards that future, but you know there's always going to be well, we're some still moving. It's another. just going to
2: be bumpy. <laughs> yeah. Like. yeah, I
1: think this is that little r- speed bump on the way. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, It felt more like an, I I don't
0: know
1: <laughs> slap in the face, <laughs> a car accident, well, head-on um, collision. Oh, it we're was still staring at the times. at the oh, and. He's meeting with the president of China this week. It's gonna be a fun. And the king of Jordan, he met
0: with. And but see, Bannon's off the Security Council. Yeah, as of
1: breaking news. Yeah. Yeah,
0: as of this week.
1: Yeah. As of a couple of days ago. As a couple days ago since Friday. Today is technically Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> Who knows Friday, what happened today?
2: Friday. Get it down on All right. I, I think that
1: kind of leads into my uh, my table topic for this week. Um, every week we start the podcast with a roundtable discussion on what's on our minds in the world of pop culture. And I mean the hottest topic on all the interwebs is ghosts in the show. And we, we talked a little bit about it last week because our friend... Did a um, advanced screening and gave a big account of his um, his his experience. Um, but since then, the whole world's been able to see it, and it's kind of it it, it it well, it tanked. It tanked. Yeah, let it tank.
2: Yeah, I'm just like okay. There goes yeah. the
1: theory that you know you need a big action star to mount. This type of movie. Well,
2: okay, so it's uh it's led to a lot of different discussions um, because there are the people who are going to be straight like just looking at it from the anime story side and then the racism side slash whitewashing controversy slash um, like. Everything. Everything's <laughs> kind of been dissected upon. I really appreciated the recent Hollywood Reporter interview or conversation that Rebecca Sun had with Keiko Againa, uh, Tracy. Um,
1: Kato Kiriyama, yeah, um, and Ayoshihara and Atsuko.
2: And Atsuko, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was really wonderful to hear from four Japanese-American actresses who can kind of speak to a lot of the nuance that they just like articulated so well. And it, For me personally, I feel like they verbalized a lot of Issues that I have with it in in a in a comical way
0: and in a deep way. Well, they also spoke about how a lot of Japanese culture does emulate and admire white, right? People like even like the eye surgeries Shoot, manga. Yeah, I never liked manga because I'm like, why are their eyes so big? It just was. They're not... half their face. I know, but like it was just <laughs> not my. I know. I mean, you can see my graphic novels over there and everything, but it's the just, Justice League. <laughs> okay, that one sucked, but I, mean, there's a, I need to start up with Preacher. And I mean, everything. I think
1: that kind of um, white worship is apparent in a lot of like Asian cultures sure. as well. It, it stems from you know not only actual colonization but cultural colonization. You know, the Western focus of popular media. We we're starting to realize how representation matters, and now we're becoming more um, sophisticated in explaining why that why that's important, right. and now we're actually getting examples of why that's important in in our media. But we are getting better at
0: it. We are yeah. now, like, we're not taking, it's not, now even like the Indian Americans, we're having a problem, like, I love Priyanka Chopra, Julie Roberts <laughs> of India, but why is she playing an Indian American? You couldn't have used any of us here on Quantico, like... Oh you're playing an Indian American. I thought uh, literally leading up to it her beautiful face billboarded everywhere I thought oh great she's going to be just an Indian FBI agent. Indian American. The accent's not there. No <laughs> <laughs> But it's just very interesting. When I guess are on it, I won't say any I hope she wouldn't have heard this. But, <laughs> but like there it is fascinating. Like even like we're getting that specific and picky about it. like why did you have to go with the Indian Indian? Yeah when all of us yeah. dudes and it's, it's ladies an evolving are born conversation
2: there. and that, that that their dissection of it really touched upon that separation because people are defending it, saying like people in Japan don't care.
0: And so- it, it opened well. Right. In Asia too, right? Yeah,
2: which is that's that's one conversation. The one thing that I actually really appreciate that they they like dove into was uh, the mannerisms of the mom, mm-hmm. like that nuance. I was like, that's the stuff that I would go crazy as if like I was in this film sure. or just watching it. Um, right. It's,
1: if, if they asked you to, if a director asked you to do something, you know,
2: like I'm like Korean moms, and if you know, if it was like supposed to be accurate to to my roots, it would be like, yeah, Korean, we don't. That's not how that goes, you know, and like th- that's the nuance that I think is so beautiful. Like, they why can't you honor that? That would make the story more like what they're what they kept saying. You like get invested in it because it's real and you're not making anything real. You're like Americanizing yeah, the it. The
1: specific um, the specific thing you're talking about is the fact that they made the mom very affectionate. And uh-huh. very touchy and huggy. They were just, it
2: was funny too the way they're going. Like they would not let a stranger in their house. Like in what world would that happen? Like they get the fuck out. I yeah. feel like I
1: need to say full disclosure that none of us at this table has watched the film. I feel
2: like I've watched it just because I've read um, like everything yeah, but we, about it. I
1: think we should all
0: just yeah. watch. It. We it's should. Popped up on Netflix the twenty fifth anniversary <laughs> edition just, of the actual, the
1: original anime. anime. Ooh, which I was watch yeah. yeah. watching that as a kid. And just like, watch that. Yeah. So
2: No, and then go to No lane <laughs> and watch the So thing.
1: what I took away from a lot of the coverage is that not only did this movie not do it on the level of you no know, casting, it also fell short in the story and the execution of like a ghost in the shell story. You know, it looked great. It it captures the aesthetic well, but the the story itself, the twist, um and I don't know how much you guys have talked about. <laughs> I the feel twist. like
2: everyone's talked about the twist yeah. and like we know at the um, point. Do you know the twist?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about it last week, but I took it out because the movie hadn't come out yet, so sure. I didn't want to spoil it. But go for it now, now that no it's out, seen everyone's it. seen it, who, who's going to see it? Um, Older so... white men. <laughs> you hear that? That's like the biggest audience for it. Is it? Really? Yeah. Because of all the Robogeeses, right? And also yeah. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson in his um, the skin tight outfit. Still on the internet. The yeah. twist <laughs> is, it turns out that Scarlett Johansson's the. The ghost in her shell, the brain in her robot body, actually did belong to a Japanese woman that Ugh. they like picked up off the street and experimented on. So, mm-hmm. essentially, she is playing Japanese, a, an Asian woman, brain and soul in a, a white body, in a, a very Attracted hot, a
0: attractive box yeah. office draw
1: body. <laughs> Which, like, I feel like if, 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 if yeah. they, <laughs> in like if they really took all the backlash into consideration, they could have done a really meta thing about, like, literally yellow face or literal literal whitewashing like of a character right yeah you're asian but your body is white
2: well that was the whole topic of like what is the perfect you know body and what is the perfect thing and then everyone's bringing back and like then why did you try to cgi her face to be more asian what was that well now you know but now you're just trying to justify your your (laughs) casting selection
1: i just hope that these um financial lessons are being heard and studios, you know, I don't, don't know, rely they on they those, those same, old, same old, same um, old, same old arguments about how we must have a bankable star in order to mount yeah, these Yeah, it's movies. getting tired. Yeah. What's on your mind, Which segues Macy?
2: to my thing, which is like I started, I'm making, I'm sticking, staying true to starting to watch more TV. <laughs> um, so I started watching Black Mirror, which was like, you know, lighthearted. No, it's, all, <laughs>
0: so, it's so hard to watch.
2: I, I I was like, it was you a lot. season one? I started season three, episode one, which was the Shut Up and Dance one, which everyone, like, it melted everyone's brains because I posted it on Facebook and everyone's like, watch epi- that episode. I was like, <laughs> that's the one I watched. Um, but I really enjoyed it because, again, none of the actors in it I knew, and it was just story. Yeah. And it was just filmmaking, and it was just, like, it was really well done. It made me, like, curl up in a ball. Yeah. It, it makes you want to, like, take a shower afterwards. Yeah, it was a lot. But it was, like, that's the stuff that I, again, kind of kind of gravitating back towards, like, real stories that are being told. And not necessarily even being distracted by a celebrity or the fact that you know who so-and-so is dating um, and all that. Or, like, what they wore at the Met Gala last week. Like, it's all, it's really refreshing. It was a fre- breath of fresh air to just, like,
0: get. Didn't Bryce Dallas Howard do one? I'm not sure. I feel like, and then my friend Leonora, wait, Leonora, excuse me. <laughs> I have a Leonora too. She did one that I saw, of, I think, first season, and I'm like, yep, that was, now I need the Silkwood shower. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, and then I want to start watching um, 13 Reasons Why, which just released this past week.
1: All the feel-good shows. All yeah. the feel-good I shows. I can't keep up. I, like, there's too I much can't. television.
2: That's what I'm saying. I, I can't keep up, so I'm trying to just like dabble instead of watching Parks and Rec all the time. or friends. Like expanding
1: horizons. Um, but it's kind of like Minji's not good with scary a lot. And you don't like Walking Dead?
2: I haven't watched The Walking Dead.
1: Ever? Mm-mm. So it's kind of
2: I have a I have a it's kinda of like gore violence and all that stuff. Like I have to mentally, emotionally prepare for like any Quentin Tarantino movie. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Even though like artistically I'm like, wow, you know, I'm always I really actually enjoyed Inglorious Bastards and Django. Like I yeah. thought they were incredible, so, but it's
0: so
1: highly stylized. But it's, yeah. it's
2: a lot to like, sure take. But even so, with
1: like, like thrillers and tension, I've, I've watched movies before and you get like really invested. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, which is why it's great that you're watching Black Mirror. Yeah, and there are three reasons why It's yeah. like, you know, work on work on I... that those muscles. Oh, okay, now yeah. back to speaking of TV. <laughs> what about Iron
0: Fist?
2: I haven't. See... I, I binged it. This is you binged it. I watched again want to Marv- watch the a Marvel first, yeah. first yeah. episode. Okay, and <laughs> um, okay.
0: Remember, keep in mind that this character, Danny Rand, Power Man and Iron Fist, came about during the seventies. Mm-hmm. So they're very like you know of the period. Yeah, 70s yeah. disco and everything, and Bruce Lee. Yeah, and, and yeah. so and then Ed Brubaker and Matt Fraction, I think is his name, the artist and writer for, they did Iron Fist and the a great reissue of it reimagining of it a few years ago and so i do like the character i'm fine i don't i I understand about why do we need the white guy being the asian star or the martial arts star but yeah i yeah it was okay my friend sasha from outsource was one of the he's one he's doing kung fu and everything so that was the biggest reason why to watch it (laughs) an indian kid playing you know so that was nice I, i did like some of it but it was just a little boring That's what I've heard. That's the main thing I heard, heard which is why I didn't want to watch it. They're just like, I'm bored as hell. I I think that they need to, the Marvel um, Netflix shows, I think are just a few episodes too long. You know, which is so odd. You always, you know, when you have Transparent that only does like 10, you're like, more. You know, like, we want more. Right. And um, that's one where they do 13 of everything from Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and I
1: like Jessica Jones the best, but.
0: I'm like, you guys could do
1: 10. <laughs> We'd be fine. <laughs> to scale
0: back yeah. a little bit. Do you think
1: that's a that's just a product of the binging factor? Because I think so. you're watching like 13 hours. That's like half a yeah. day. and a lot of people yeah. do like them and
0: mm-hmm. they do like it. For me, just storytelling, I think like, they, you don't, yeah. it doesn't need to be that long. I think there are a few episodes that are just like, okay, just get to it. <laughs> but I was I, just curious of like what people have been, I know that that's been an issue too. Yeah, yeah that's
2: what I was actually a little worried about. Like, cause all these episodes, uh, even Black Mirror, I was like, Damn, they're all like hour longer yeah. episodes, and part of me that I wanted to like dabble. I was like, mm. can we get something a half hour or less or like forty no. minutes? Well, even like we can't.
0: Sherlock, you know, they're movies.
1: Yeah, basically. yeah, An hour yeah. and a half, it's no a, commercial interruption.
2: Yeah, it's like
1: yeah. And I like my personality, the way I consume media is through binging. Yeah, like I binge through books, I binge through shows. I just
2: how do you sit that long? <laughs> I,
1: I, lie, I lie down. Don't oh. you have to like pay <laughs> bills? eventually I mean eventually the book or movie ends and I could go along back to my life sure Um, because um, I found this happens for some shows if I stop I don't go back to it because of how busy my real life is I dabble right yeah (laughs) I I
0: I also can we watch my boyfriend and I watch so much stuff together Mm. so then I have to stop when he falls asleep because he got (laughs) mad at me because I finished one show (laughs) out of him I'm like I'll watch it again like no it's not the same I know but then it is nice when he's like, you can watch Iron Fist on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that. I don't that. think he liked it. You, you can move along. <laughs> I think he's bored. I
2: mean, that's what it was like. See, and so when I, and that's the the issue with social media, like it already kind of, you know, the reviews start coming out and like. But people I try to out. avoid them now. I try to avoid that Especially but like even with theater something.
0: too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, when I was a theater kid, I would always like get the soundtrack, for, or not soundtrack, the cast recording. Deborah S. Craig got mad at me. She <laughs> said, it's not a soundtrack, that's movies. Cast recording is. For a stage, I would devour it, read all the, like the synopsis, the script, and everything, and then I'd see it, and I'd be like, eh, the imagination was better. So now <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't, I try not to watch that's or read too I, much about not.
1: anything before Hamilton. Before yeah, that's how Arnold. I feel about Hamilton because I like, it's so hard to watch that my whole entire experience is through the the cast recording. Yeah, and but that is the one Godfrey that will Winnery. live up to the hype. I hope so. It well, will. now that it's not even the original Broadway cast anymore, so, like, I saw it yeah.
0: twice. I saw it at the public with that original cast before uh-huh. they went to Broadway. And then I saw it in Chicago, taking my mom and my boyfriend I hadn't seen it. We weren't together then. And my friend Joseph Morales, who was Tommy here at East West Players a few years ago. He's friends with Lynn Manuel and he is the Hampton cover on Sundays. Mm. So got to see him do it. There's I That's forget nice. her name, Ali Afshar maybe. She's Bengali is like Eliza. So nice. I actually kinda liked it more really? the second time. Um
2: there's certain things that live up to its hype. Like that's yeah. how I felt about get out. And I feel like again it did. the I agree. influence of like who says what. <laughs> I don't listen to everybody. Yeah. But yeah. I'll kind of pay attention to that.
1: Well I mean I'm always more skeptical, not skeptical, but I'm always more um forgiving of mediocre reviews of genre stuff too, because I know that if I'm into the genre, I'm gonna let a lot of things slide. Sure. You know? It's better to go like I
0: feel like for the, that kind of stuff, you go to those critics who know, like, ain't yeah. cool news or something. I'll be like, okay, you know, it. versus say, New York times might have a different, they might be tired. Right. Like they, <laughs> there has been a fatigue of superhero stuff and everything yeah. too. But and I'm,
2: that's the other thing with like iron fist. I'm not really into superhero stuff unless I know that it's good. So I'll never sure. gravitate towards it anyway. So then I like, I'm like, they're all condemned. They're like, you didn't watch it. Yeah. I was like, cause I wanna want. <laughs> but it. even
0: the Spider-Man, like the Spider-Man homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. That's a new movie. They say, don't watch the trailer. It gives away everything. So I'm like, okay, well, oh,
2: I'm actually excited to see that. Yeah, just the, the story. Like, they the use a kid finally, he's, he's <laughs> and he's cute, and he's adorable, he's so and good he, in Civil War. He's a good actor, you know. And I was yeah. like, I'm in. I'm I'm in. Have Michael
1: Keaton playing Robo Birdman, so. yeah, the Vulture. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah, stuff, there's so much to watch. But yeah,
0: what's on your mind, Parv? Um well, We're in the middle of the Indian Film Festival oh. in yes. LA, down at LA Live, the Regal Cinemas. Um, speaking of fresh out the boat, Nishkanatra, my dear friend, is being feted. I guess is that the word? I say that a lot and I always every time I say it I'm like, did I say that correct?
1: Vetted or feted? Feted. Isn't like, that like maybe. celebrated? Yes. Or? Yes. Okay. So. okay. They're doing a they're Party. showing
0: Chutney Popcorn on Sunday <laughs> at one thirty, which was her thesis film that broke her. It was lesbian. Yeah, tale, uh, It was Jill Hennessy's, I think, her bi- big film before she did Crossing yeah. Jordan.
1: I learned about that film on um, our friend Ada's other podcast. Yeah, um, Saturday School. She did a feature on it. It is.
0: Yeah. It's so brilliant. It is. I remember watching it on IFC or Sundance Channel when I was in college in Chicago, mm-hmm. and we still haven't had that accurate kind of a, a depiction of just normal Indian American. LGBTQIAA, I think I got them all. <laughs> life, Sakina, uh, Joffrey, Mother Joffrey, mother daughter, and Sakina's, mm-hmm. you know, on timeless and Mr. Robot and everything. And I, Nisha and Sakina are like sisters in real life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be really fun. Yeah. Our aftra Asian Pacific American Committee is helping support it because it's the. This is my one little. I used to be on board for Ifla, and I'm a friend of the. Of the fest, but I'm just like, I think this is the this retrospective film of Nisha's from years ago. Is I believe the only SAG after film in the fest. Really? Yeah, because most of it is foreign Indian Indian films, and oh. they don't follow. It's, it's different. They don't use global rule one. They don't use unions. You know, it's different. They don't have. I remember friends who were working. It would be like, Amitabh Bachchan is just <laughs> where's his dressing room?" Like, no, we don't have time. He's just sitting over there. <laughs> He's literally just like sitting in the corner. This, you know, Sean Connery of India. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't even have that built in? I'm sure Hang he out does. By craft but, like, like... but you know, it was just very interesting. Like, wow, you yeah. know, I wish I do. I do hope our festivals here are of ethnic origin, because I think that there's a strength that we have to like where we're dealing with so much of other. Otherness, you know, like Mm -hmm. how people still keep asking, where are you from? Where are you really from? I'm like, ask the right question. If you're asking my nationality, it's American. If you're asking my ethnicity, it's whatever we are. Right. So I just feel like we're getting shunted. I'm just feeling it a bit like in the last few years. Like, I feel like if you are born here and of color, you're getting even skipped over from people from your original countries.
2: I mean, that's been like, <laughs> we've talked about this right? multiple I mean, times because like we work with musicians, we work, we talk with actors, filmmakers, et cetera. It's a really interesting journey to, A, like figure out your identity in the grand scheme of things here, right? Yeah. And then to figure it out in context of like your motherland, whatever, well, that's um, why so
0: many of us were like, you know, convenience stores and uh, uh, yeah. clean, dry, cleaners dry cleaners. Because that's what they thought. Then they're like, oh, now we should give them better roles. And now we're doing it. Let's go get someone from Korea, Japan, or India. I'm like, no. Or (laughs) worse, Britain and Australia. Like, we are here. We know both. We can talk to you about deep dish pizza from Chicago. Which one's better? Giordano's. Over Lou (laughs) I did.
2: did. It's very good. It's the best.
0: As well as, like, which Indian restaurant on Ventura, you know, has the better lunch special and which one you got. Like, we can do
1: both. I had Pequot's. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) <laughs> but Giordano's they're, they're just everywhere yeah <laughs> they're in, um, they were in Austin too they had a a, a store there like, I, d-
2: I only want it when I'm in Chicago <laughs> really <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I've had it shipped out here I'm, oh <laughs> they send it in dry ice I'm a New York pizza kind of girl I love I the thin crust
2: but yeah
1: yeah that's kind of been a a new conversation now in the Asian American media spaces. The difference between Asia and Asian American. I feel
2: like it's a new conversation, though. It's like externally it's new. new. No,
0: because
1: I, I feel like it's been like in the main, in the new yeah, in last the re- few years. Yeah. Maybe
2: in the mainstream, absolutely, but yeah. like not okay. Yeah, like yes, sh- sure. among us, because for me, I've struggled with the whole K-pop thing for years and years and years of like okay, having. This is literally what took us to South by Southwest last month was the fact that like I went there the last two years and I saw that they're having K-pop night, J-pop night, Taiwanese night, like
0: whatever. At South by? At South by. Oh, in the music element. And the music element. About, like, the music, fest, yeah. Like, oh, but the, even yeah, like
2: music. in film, like the, well that's just like a non, is completely overlooked. But in music, it's always just like, yeah, if they have any Asian element, it's straight from Asia. sure um, And we're kind of this invisible non well, I mean.
1: Yeah, because it, it kind of feels like when it comes to you know, casting too, like um, they still see us as an immigrant community, mm-hmm. not a native community that grew up here that has – is part of the culture, grew up in the culture. So – they think you know. Oh, how do I reach the Indian community? Let's get some dude from India yeah. to come and play. Like, which to culture, some degree works you know?
2: for like our parents' generation. Like, my mom, like they know more Korean actors and singers and pop stars yeah. than I do.
0: But our kids are not going to
2: exactly. It doesn't. Well, yeah, it's it's a hit or miss. Like there are friends of mine who are still very very much into Korean and a lot of non Korean friends more so actually that are into like Korean culture than I am. Yeah. Um, and so. It's just a really murky area, but like for me, like my my personal request for a lot of my Asian American friends are like, yeah, we are also native here, and we we have a lot of uh, tastes and uh, trends and whatever like habits and yeah. things that are very relevant to the American story. It yeah. yeah. is also different mean- about
0: where you come from, I guess. Too, I think California having such a big Asian population, it was a little bit more accepted uh, when I'm you know, when I see a black person, I don't think that they're African. I don't right. think that they're like someone from, you know, you know, sub-Saharan Africa. I think like, oh, that's just a black person. Right. So I think we're still a few more generations away. from right, it, right. Just right. Be like, oh, that's just a person.
2: That's what I'm also trying to explain to friends of like, okay, yeah, we're a newer wave of yeah new faces. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and especially more if, uh, as people uh, of interrac- what? interracial, interracial, racially yeah. marry, then the kid, we're all just going to be this one <laughs> beautiful Lovely shade of yellowish brown.
1: <laughs> I mean, I love the scenes in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where they show the Bulba joint, and you see people of all orientations yeah. enjoying bubble tea, which is a very Asian. Like well, we go thing, to places, you know? we go to Indian
0: restaurants now, or any, <laughs> sushi, and yeah. we're the we the smallest population, which is I think how it should be. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with like keeping. I mean, like why then then if that's you know when they say like you can only do this if you're of this race or culture, I'm like, but then. I would never be able to celebrate El Dia de la Muerte yeah. or uh, St. Patrick's Day, which we go to St. Tom Bergen's at six in the morning every year. Friend has <laughs> Hang a birthday out party. They've done it. No, you, you're <laughs> out by 10,
1: 11 when oh, it yeah. starts getting rowdy. I was actually in Dublin during St. Patrick's Day. And I was celebrating amongst all the Americans that were there for St. Patrick's Day because all, all the actual Irish people stay home.
0: Sure, yeah, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, it's really?
2: an Irish American holiday, is that mm. what it is? Yeah, I think <laughs> so. Okay. I think
0: it's an American
1: holiday. just an American
2: turn the holiday. River, turn the turn to the river green.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for our roundtable discussion. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back to talk more with Parvesh about
2: all the things about Parvesh.
1: Yeah. Hey everyone, it's Marvin. Just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of The Collabcast. Um, This, of course, is episode 114. The Collabcast is a part of Collaboration, a national nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment, discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the API community. Learn more about the organization by going to our website at www.collaboration.org, and that's Collaboration with a K. Collaboration is proud to be a community partner of the upcoming Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival, presented by our friends at Visual Communications. The festival takes place at the end of April, kicking off on Thursday, April 27th, and going to the following weekend. Special programs include an opening night screening of Better Luck Tomorrow. The centerpiece film is Justin Chong's Gook, which will be playing on Saturday, April 29th, which also marks the 25th anniversary of the L.A. riots. Finally, the closing film is Columbus, starring John Cho. Collaboration is proud to be presenting two films during the festival. The first is the feature-length documentary for my friends at Jubilee Project called Save My Soul, playing on Saturday, April 29th at 5 p.m collaboration is also presenting the documentary Million Murals, a documentary about the transformative power of modern graffiti art in ancient Hawaiian culture, and that screening is taking place on Sunday, April 30th at 5pm. If you're in the LA area, don't miss out. Come out to the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. Um, Tickets are on sale now at festival.vconline.org So we hope to see you there. Also, a quick announcement for those of you in the Midwest. The collaboration season is kicking off with Collaboration Detroit, taking place next Friday, April 14th, at the LCC Dart Auditorium in Lansing, Michigan. If you're in the East Lansing, Detroit, Michigan area, and want to check out your local up-and-coming Asian American talent, tickets are available now at collabdetroit.eventbrite.com. One last thing, um, the Collabcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective a collective of podcasts and podcasters featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian American community. You can learn more about the collective by going to our website at podcastpotluck.com where you can also find our great lineup of programs. This week, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Saturday School, a podcast where hosts Ada Sang and Brian Hu take you on a journey to learn more about Asian American popular culture history. Each week, they reach into their archives and take a look at a different Asian-American film, many of which you might not even know existed. They had a really great episode last week about Mississippi Masala, which featured a romance between an Indian-American protagonist and the great Denzel Washington. It's a great podcast to listen to to learn more about the history of Asian-American media, as well as a way to learn about your new favorite classic movie starring Asian-Americans. Check out Saturday School and the other great programs of the Potluck Collective, again by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. And I think that's all the updates I have. Um, again, you can check out more for Collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. And on that note, uh, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. This is episode 114. We are here with our guest, Parvesh, Gina. Hi. Hey. Hi.
2: So Parvesh, I freaking love you. I don't even remember the first time we actually got to like chat. I don't know, but you're an amazing supporter of the Asian American Pacific Islander community. You're
0: we're a part of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're like that's not everybody, though, right? Like it's funny how we continue to like f- through collaboration, we've met so many different um, artists, and then go to different events and like see who comes out to support, who gets like really. Well, there are a lot of people who, who get... don't
0: want to just be labeled in their box. Exactly. Just only, you know, you'll see it. a lot of people don't want to just be only known for being indian or gay or whatever right which so is like how things have it.
2: evolved right so i'm like i don't know i just like i just want to start off by saying i appreciate your vocal
0: oh thank like, you there's also usually free drinks and food at also these that yeah, yeah it helps, <laughs> Let's be helps honest. <laughs> do you want to go i'm like yeah there's free food and drink okay no, no. drinks. Mm, maybe i'll pass sometimes <laughs> the food's
1: worth it sometimes yeah. depends
2: on who they you know get for food pots or catering yeah um but yeah i mean you've been in the game for a number of years now you have yeah, come old. out to hollywood from chicago etc so i'm just curious to 'cause cuz like i I've, I've heard bits and pieces of your story um through friends and through conversation but kind of like introducing you to our audience or like getting to know how it's been for you being in that Hollywood scene for so long and how it's changed and all that stuff.
0: For mine, it's been okay because I came from Chicago. I got my big break there, so I didn't have to compete against too much for this film Barbershop, which I played a convenience store owner, accent, everything. I was 21 in college, and then they made me grow a beard because they're like, we need you
1: to look older. 21-year-old,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, convenience 21. or older. It's I not going to work.
1: I could even grow like a mustache You're when Asian. I was 21. I you know. barely what you have beard a little bit I you have like get, a scruffy thing I can see the chin yeah, yeah. you could do a great muscle, you could do a great goatee it doesn't close up in on top of my lip here so then it's very French yeah. it's
2: like patchy yeah
1: patches patches, patches. I, I don't have what par pass yeah, yeah which is hair everywhere <laughs> <laughs> so you grew a beard <laughs> yeah
0: but then no so I had that Th- that definitely was like easier for me Mm -hmm. so that was my big break and again coming if you're from the midwest i say don't go if you're from if you're close to a big city start there before you come to la before you go to the biggest pond you know with the most fish i remember thinking like how dumb was i like i went to u of i university of illinois freshman year down which is like about three four hours south of chicago and i remember thinking like in the middle of freshman year and i loved it but like middle like winter break i remember coming back to visit and like friends who were going to like DePaul, Columbia, Roosevelt, Northwestern, etc., University of Illinois in Chicago. And they all were like, oh, yeah, we're auditioning, auditioning, doing all this. I'm like, you didn't even do theater in high school. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was it. I I transferred to Roosevelt in the city. And um, it was the best thing I did. Because let alone that you're it was BFA program and everything. It was you're in one of our three biggest Entertainment cities in the right, nation. Right. Yeah. And theater, let alone comedy and improv. And so it was just an education, just being around it all too.
2: Did you did you do improv in Chicago?
0: Not at all. Oh what, barely. I did uh, some in school. And I knew crazy, like I, I knew I had that like skill. I remember like ad living throughout. Um and it was called ad living then because I would just add lines to like <laughs> shows in high school. It wasn't like, even called like, improv? like fill out. Yeah, because I didn't know what improv was. I just thought <laughs> I thought second city was one thing, it was just like we knew it was a comedy theater, and like friend family would come to town, and we'd go there. but improv as more of an art form, I learned more here in l a because it was harder to commit to theater here in l a because then you don't want to be that ass who has to leave. Or not make it to, like, you know, your opening night because right. you, you booked a Trident dumb commercial that would really <laughs> potentially pay your re- year.
1: Yeah. Even when you're living with, like, three roommates right. <laughs> in a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. I've heard that story before, too. Um, with um, So I'm friends with um, the people that run Artists at Play. Mm-hmm. And Julia. That, yeah, Julia. And that exact situation happened to one of their actors for their, their play last of year. Of course. And they had to cut their run short because of it.
0: And that yeah. sucks. But we also didn't have money here to... You know, have give everyone an understudy. And mm-hmm. Teo's theater company, which just moved to Glendale, they do double casts. The, My so cousin's bit-
2: actually in a in a play in Pasadena, and she's doing. Well, currently where a, Boston Court? Well, uh, it's a C- Sierra Madre Playhouse. Uh uh-huh. um, And she's doing *Wrinkle in Time*, and she got du- they have a double cast. And she, now <laughs> the second they have two months run, and like the second ha- second month, the girl that plays her her role
0: and the other cast is out yeah and she's so like, she <laughs> has to do
2: all the shows so um it's th- interesting to learn from her. i'm not uh, you know i grew up doing theater as a kid and i didn't do it and i did like a couple semesters in college but i i don't know that life yeah it's a really different life
0: it is it's a fun one and i just remember my old manager said just so i would stop bothering her about <laughs> like auditions and everything she said go <laughs> take an improv class so he just jumped into second city in IO. Oh. West right away. Mm-hmm. And it gives you gives you that live stage fix. Yes. too, But and then if you miss your improv show of eight people, they're like great, because now there's seven of us and we get more stages. <laughs> <More time. so, laughs> yeah.
2: Well, UCV now it's sixteen. The classes are sixteen people, so our shows.
0: You have sixteen?
2: Yeah. Like I did one oh one and yeah, each class is
0: Well, the beginning they're always gonna be. I still have to do my three oh one. Oh. I've, I've taken i like so many times I just missed My 201, Joel Spence is my teacher. He's like, maybe you shouldn't take it right (laughs) now. (laughs) Maybe you should just go. Yeah. So it's hard to commit sometimes. It
2: is. It is. There's so much to juggle. And
0: also the older I get, I'm like, no, I'd rather go out with friends. No, I'd rather have a date (laughs) night. No, I'd rather, you know, like, no, there's a film fest. No, I'd rather travel. It it, it is very, I feel like sometimes improv is very much a 20-something world.
2: It's Very true. And if you look at the classes, you see that.
0: And I remember thinking like, I'm going to go back into my 301 and I'm going to be that old guy It'll be in amazing. my 30s. It be But do you know what I mean? Like how like yeah. when I was 24 looking at people being like, oh my God, what, are you? you're in your 30s? Yeah. What are you doing? So Isn't that funny?
2: You'd be, oh my God, I would die to be in an improv class with yeah. you. That'd be amazing. A lot of bring the, so much to the table. A lot
0: of the crazy ex-kids, I think because Rachel Bloom who, you know, created and it's the star of the show, she's a big UCB gal from New York and, you know, the quick and funny musicals with like Tess, Paris and everything. Yeah. So, like, Gabrielle Ruiz, Vincent Rodriguez, they're they're all taking UCB class right now. And it's I love so the fact because they want to play. I think yeah. that they want to have that skill set. Because they're all musical theater kids. They all, like, you know, did tours and In the Heights on Broadway and, you know, everything, La Jolla Playhouse, whatnot. And it's very... That's just another skill set i feel like the musical theater kids are always working out and not drinking and smoking and <laughs> teaching and, and yes and going on diets and doing a cleanse the rest of us are like oh have fun <laughs> we're just going to improvise our way out of this shit
2: it's a skill I yeah swear. but now they're
0: trying to do it i'm like uh-uh back off kids <laughs> we're not taking voice lessons or piano <laughs>
1: Is um, performing showbiz? Is this something that you've always wanted to do? like you've been doing this since yeah, since high school. Well, high school, like, but professionally in college, you know, you always
0: think back to like the first time you got paid mm-hmm. for it, and then, but yeah, middle school, high school, elementary, and it was just that thing of, I think like really solidified by like sophomore year of high school, like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do the rest of my life, and then I was like done with school. In high school. I was just like, I, don't I do why not. I'm here. it was kind of like that thing of like, well, I've always been like in honors and gifted programs, and then by high school, you know how that shifts into like just accelerated and AP classes. Yeah, I remember thinking like, why am I doing this? Why am I? I don't need to take calculus senior year, so I did not. <laughs> to,
1: to make your parents happy. Yeah, right? I guess
0: <laughs> so I did um and stats and computer science. Remember mm. senior year as my math credits, because then I did get scared. I'm like, I can't not have math. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, it's so dumb. I remember, like, I shouldn't have cared. societal
2: expectations.
0: Yeah, as long as, and I had gotten into college too. I got into U of I already, so then yeah. I was like, why <laughs> they had even said like, we only need two years of math? I'm like, oh. what <laughs> for the acting school? You know,
2: well, you're saving yourself some grief, perhaps.
0: It's just very interesting. Like, I feel like there's a there's a double edged sword to knowing what you want to do for the rest of your life at such a young age yeah because I mean, people still want you to like but what if but what if what if and i get it like i still tell people like you know keep your day jobs keep your <laughs> there's no shame do all that while you're doing stuff you know even um eric asked me like well do you want to lift do you want to be a lift driver and you're off time i'm like no but if i needed to i would you know yeah there's that element.
2: That's good that you have that in your back pocket. Well, here's my thing, too. I'd rather
0: tutor or teach. I mean, I feel like there's better You have so many better other options. Th- yeah, I'd rather, yeah. Like, teach. But them.
2: everyone kind of goes to Lyft now because it's yeah. like, oh, well, it's right well, there now, in your especially garage. when you
0: call your Lyft, like, now, before you can even call them, they're like, do you want to be a Lyft driver? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it won't let you advance. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure
1: you don't want to drive for I'm us? I'm like, I
0: don't. Just get me my ride. I'm drunk. <laughs> get me home from the Eagles.
1: Like, the side hustle economy has, like, grown so much in the last few years. Perfect um, for actors. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, do you think it's, it's become a just, like, there's a lot of people doing what should be a side hustle as a full-time job now.
0: Oh, you mean, right? like, Lyft? Yeah,
1: like, Lyft or sure. Uber.
0: But you need to do what yeah. you need to do. And if you like that convenience and you can get by on it, why not? Yeah. yeah. But for, I... I mean, I do know I think it's very hard. Like, it's hard to be, like, a background actor. It's a full-time job. Some people do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a big part of our union, but it's, it's hard. I um I thought you were talking about, like, acting, because, you know, how, you know, like, we don't have DVDs or anymore, and, like, that used to be video, video and DVDs used to be such a huge income. And now with everything streaming, that's where, like, WGA, you SAG After. We even, you know, we're getting ready. We have elections. I've been a three term LA local board member. So I've served for six years and I think I'm gonna run again for another two. We merged the union basically, which was so like they couldn't pay for Parvesh China for a dollar. I mean they could get Parvesh China for eighty cents mm-hmm. on an after contract versus getting him for a dollar under SAG. 100%. So we just wanted to eliminate that. And so thankfully that's all done. We don't have that cross union fighting. Right. But still the biggest fight with the producers I think is gonna be residuals because that's gone away. There's so much more work now so much more scripted material remember we were also scared in the early 2000s about reality survivor mm-hmm. everything you know the yeah. the vapid reality shows yeah um which still exists real housewives but <laughs> i like the i like the ones where you actually have to do something like i like the top chefs and project runways where it's like yeah, yeah. a test
1: of skill yeah. right in Now, the i mean
0: like whoever thought history channel would have a scripted show, you know, like National
2: Geographic.
0: Everyone, yeah, everyone. So like, there's so much more work, which is great, but I think you're not making as much. You have to do all that. You know, I think before you could do like just a few guest stars a year and you would make your year. Yeah. Now you have to do like the six to eight to not have to have that side hustle, right?
2: Which I'd love. See, this is the stuff that I, I just, I've always wanted to sit down and like pick your brain and anybody because for someone like me who's like a fledgling actor and has my side hustle, which is like my main hustle, which is collaboration. Yeah. To, all of the, acti- to, to, the
0: kind of the activism and
2: right. Well, like I mean, just running a nonprofit and being a producer and putting together podcasts. A bus, and, yeah,
1: like, it's not a side hustle. More of like
2: it's that. my main. I not. I was joking. Okay, yeah, of <laughs> like, course. Was sarcasm. This is my main hustle. But you know, eventually, I want acting and writing, directing to be my main hustle. And I'm still so, like, how you do all of it? I know I do. That's actually my goal. Is I want to do all of it. Um, I haven't given up on that sure. quite yet, but it's at the same time. There's so much to know about everything. Like there's so much in that main hustle for me to understand how to run a nonprofit, how to fundraise, how to build a board. Like that's that.
0: That's hard. But I mean, in- we, we had theater companies in Chicago. It was kind of like the thing when you graduated school in Chicago, you wanted to be the next Steppenwolf, Looking Glass, House Theater. I think was like the last big one that really did kind of do it, right? and it it 's we we're like, we just want to do shows, and we forgot like, oh, we have to file you that and board,
2: yeah, but like what you talk about that 's fascinating for me and maybe for a lot of our listeners who have had that idea of like, hey, I do want to be an actor, but it seems so daunting, you know what I mean, and, and i 've been in the games quote unquote mm-hmm. for like. For five years now, I started technically my first job ever. Print job was in twenty twelve, Yeah. and then I've been dabbling. Um, but there's still so much I don't know. I don't know a lot like, about. Did you do union. a commercial?
0: I think I saw. I've them. done some commercials, yeah. yeah.
2: But like I've done that all non union, and so like you when yeah, which you're is when danger you, too. Yeah. When you're doing multiple hustles, it's hard to know all the rules, regulations, how to work the system. What should I know and what mm-hmm. should I avoid? Like that's just I don't know. That's why I'm like listening here. Yeah, and commercials intently. are the last
0: big like non-union hurdle so much is being made non-union like some agencies have non-union divisions and I'm kind of having a problem with that you know like Uh because if you want to because then I'm just worried about it going from to a hobby profession where you can't just be a full time artist you'd have to see and I don't even
2: know that I want to like ask like when do I take that leap when is the right time everyone's like when you join SAG-AFTRA and you put down all this cash yeah what do you need on your re- like i don't know i'm sorry this could turn into a whole like teach us how to be an actor yeah. it's Parvish, master class
1: have... with parvez <laughs> because
2: yeah because this is the stuff that i think is a really big barrier honestly for a lot of creatives right because when it comes to other professions there's a lot clear path
0: well i guess it's also very, what like... what i'm finding right now with especially with commercials is like kids will take it cuz like 25 5000 5, bucks up front sounds great you know that's like what five, seven, eight months? Anyone's rent, yeah. And but you forget that if if they're willing to do that buyout because they know that they're going to be making so much more, yeah. On the back and no end, one's
2: offer, I haven't seen a single non-union job offering more than like at most like eight thousand. Now,
0: see, like, and that's that tells you how much it would have been if it had been union.
2: They pay for you like a lot. Just insight, you guys. Just letting you know because I get casting calls all day, every day. Yeah you get average a few hundred bucks for commercials
0: now and if you're non union and then some kids are going to take it cuz it's like exposure they yeah. can tell their family back yep. in arkansas i'm in yep. this godaddy commercial cuz i'm just guessing that godaddy commercial godaddy.com commercials are non union cuz they're awful <laughs> <laughs> they're always so bad like i remember like this one kid like closing his eyes and talking and it was basically like catherine o'hara in waiting for guffman describing acting <laughs> <laughs> badly you know purposely badly and so um, there, there's a there's a danger in that it. because you will you're missing out on money and income that would make it from a hobby to a career. And I think there's if all of us stand up for it, TV film it's different. We're you know it's not really non union. I, I think maybe like the reenactments maybe on History Channel or Nat, Nat Geo might there's be. There's still
2: like background stuff or like like sure. small small roles. Yeah, but
0: even that's increasing. They keep trying to always add the number of. And again, I know some of this through like the union and the board eye, and yeah. that lens. But
2: and see, there's so many kids out there, like in Chicago, New York, in Jersey, in yeah. Detroit, wherever, Atlanta. These there are people who want to enter. They yeah, want to get I in always, the game. I
0: jo- joined the union right after my very first SAG commercial, and um because I wanted to. Well, I think also we had like in at Roosevelt we had an intro to business kind of yes. class it wasn't just all like yeah. Meisner and Stanislavski and movement we actually had a class where they were like okay this is how you go about in your car and they would have like theater people casting directors the local agents cop sag people and we were going through I think around that time was like a big I think this is like around 2000 2001 they had that big commercial strike which lasted a long time and um and this is also pre-merger they tried to merge back in 03 so there, we're we're always I feel like we've been we've been playing from we've been playing defense we've been coming from behind because remember now the producers don't have to make those physical VHS or DVDs or Blu-rays even because it's just going to go onto Netflix or yeah. Hulu and remember or their own on digital sites right CBS Digital you know the the Good Wife spinoff the new Star Trek is all going to be. Just on CBS's digital, which like kind of like CISO, you have to pay, yeah, separately from like Hulu and Netflix and everything, which is fine. But remember, all that money that they're saving on not printing and shipping those DVDs and inserts and whatnot is just money for them, money for the corporation. It's not going to go back to you,
1: yeah. So there's that
0: element of like, remember,
1: if you're not getting that money, who is? Yeah. And that's something that I think everyone needs to uh, keep in mind is in, in business, in any form of business, everyone has their own interests. And if you don't have like your own interests squared away, like understanding what your not only your rights, but what your, what your worth, your and value window? is, yeah. like you're going to get taken advantage of because they're not going to care if you don't no
2: and i feel like that's every independent artist so this is like applicable i'm learning a lot like from parvacious master class uh, <laughs> for acting specifically and understanding the union and how things work because like yeah i haven't heard of anybody getting residuals like that's not like not a thing anymore but even for say like the musicians that we work with or um you know hip hop artists or whatever they're all trying to get signed to labels well, what does that what? even mean yeah anymore? and even like,
0: musicians know that all the money's in merch and yeah. even even the big acts, no, it's not even from record sales. It's from touring. Right. It's like, do you want to see me live? That's here's the premium that you'll pay. Right. And I'll be like, yeah, I will pay you know 150 200 bucks to see uh, Madonna or Lady Gaga, who I know it's going to be a spectacle yeah. show that you will only get live. Yeah. But uh,
2: I've gone I mean, to bad like, spectacle shows. <laughs> yeah, have you? <laughs> hey, who? Which one? Brittany.
0: Oh yeah, but she's
2: Brittany and Rihanna and uh, there's someone else.
0: Rihanna at least can sing. Britney but Spears she wasn't really. It was not she my. Made. She wasn't my artist.
2: She was my artist, but it was I think during a hard time of her life. She wasn't there Meh. with us. And that, but like, <laughs> and, but Rihanna, all she did was wear latex and walk around stage.
0: But she sang. Kind of. She's got a good voice.
2: She's yeah. I'm, like, I'm I
1: saying, get a lot of people mad at me. But, but like, I'd rather. She's the queen. My girlfriend's <laughs> going to watch Backstreet Boys next weekend, so I'll, I'll report back. To oh yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. Is that See the one with
0: new kids? and
1: um who is that that tour? No, it's um they they have a they're, they're a Vegas residency, right? Yeah. Oh, they okay. have yeah. they have Britney Spot. is isn't there Britney like a do you go? Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> but isn't there like a New Kids on the Block tour with like There, was, yeah. there was. No, there they're was. doing another one.
3: Oh,
2: okay. No, they're going to be at Hollywood Bowl
1: in no. June. And they're touring I think with the forget. But but everyone the just wants party. to see Insane come back.
2: Yes, please. But
1: that won't happen. Well, Justin Cuz Timms is too.
2: yeah.
0: But like but they do joke like that in the music biz it's also change it's not you get that record contract and you're you get paid no matter what
2: right right which is that's what is creating opportunity though for people like that are just like strictly on youtube they could yeah make their own videos in their apartment and then go on tour
0: well remember also youtube is making money off of exactly
2: and YouTube's making money off of them but like it's just it's it's changing so drastically and so i i don't know i love using our podcast as like these like Getting to know people, but also getting to know how to navigate this crazy world yeah. that we're in because it's always changing and there's nothing that stays the same.
0: Yeah. My but boyfriend was asking about like, if I'm like, no, if you see something on like a major network or film that comes out like by studio, that's always going to be union, but it's these other like commercials. And again, like the, some stuff that isn't. And I just, I mean, I just feel like you can keep doing it, but I think you're going to lose out mm-hmm. in the long run. So save that at least for the LA market three thousand dollars to join. And remember we have I'm such I didn't know that this was gonna turn to like such a big pro union thing. <laughs> but we I are didn't know either. we're getting scared like that the country might become this right to work thing. Right to work mm-hmm. country, let alone yeah. like right to work states which happen in a lot of the you know, the Red South. Um we have unions to thank for like you know a 5 day work week or an hour lunch or children labor not happening so
1: or like that you get a meal or Other you get a, a break yeah. you know yeah. and you need it yeah yeah it's interesting how you know even throughout media the the perspective shift on like are unions good unions aren't good they're corrupt but they're also good and it's in the end you need someone like, people need people to stick up for them. And this is the, the sad truth about, like, capitalism, right? Yeah. You, you can't count on people doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. No, they'll only you know? protect...
0: It's money for them and then also their circle. I just... Again, going back to politics, I feel so bad for some people who voted for Trump thinking, like, he was going to help them and drain the swamp and everything. And I'm just... I haven't talked to... Because I just don't have these people in my sphere, but I just want to talk to someone who, like... Or even, like, that sad video of the woman who's reliant on meals on wheels who like was like crushed when she thought when she realized like it might it's threatened and she's like why did i vote for him i'm like then why did you he's not going to protect you do you really think that he's <laughs> you know like even like how George Bush and even Obama would do the thing where they take the jacket off roll up the sleeves yeah. he never did that not even even like that image of looking out <laughs> for the little guy i love how the,
2: voted, this voted, one from yeah, yeah. And, and sorry i'm just trying to like kind of bring it full circle because this another thing that i appreciate about you privation. i always learn um, just like how political you are and how outspoken you are about what you believe and then you walk the talk because you live and breathe kind of the artistry of, you know, you're an actor that, I don't know, do you like see yourself as like a major activist or do you? No, like, I just, you're just living you're my just
0: life. Living I just, life. I've done some TV shows so people have listened but yeah. I, same, like I only can now say no to certain, like what we would call stereotypical roles because I'm, In my 30s, and I've been doing it since 2001 professionally. So, but I did barbershop one and two. I'm like, yeah, because my mom likes it. I'm going to be on TV and I made rent. And, but I never thought like repercussions later, like a greater racing on a whole. And still, like, and even then to say like blanket statement, like I'm not going to do an accent part anymore is silly because, like, when if it's an actual like person from India or it's like a period piece, because again, we don't get to do a lot of period pieces here in. America, you know, mm-hmm, fresh out right. the boat, kind of, it's, you know, it's it's our biggest a, it's a bit period bit, piece, right, you know, nineties, right? So like, we don't get a lot of that opportunity, but like a great piece or great director, and it's not just. Here's the thing that any person of color should be wary of: if you're an artist, if the part that you're auditioning for it was just Joe Schmo guy, you know, just like a pothead office. Mailroom guy to a CEO, whatever. If in the producer session or the test, they ask, "What about with an accent?" Then I'm, that's where I'm like, "Nope." It was never discussed. It was never collaborated. It wasn't written as such. Don't change it just because I happen to be right. Right. That's easy. Yeah. It's such a cop out.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just I, I I appreciate this this low key masterclass because for me, I think not only seeing the end product of the art it's also great to know everything behind it
0: like i mean also with the non-union thing like do you feel like you've now have had ex- enough experience on a set you know what to yeah. do you know not to look in camera you know yeah. where the bathroom is or where yeah. which assistant director to talk to yeah then you don't need to do it anymore
2: oh my god i needed this this was like my <laughs> coming
0: because like what it. is 300 bucks or a thousand going to be in the long run of something that could potentially pay you tens of thousands dollars for a year And if it's not a non-union spot, they can run it forever. Well,
2: that's what I'm saying. There's misinformed people that like you don't want to join the union yet because then you can't do any more non-union jobs. I was like, well, are they really like making? Is that what you want to be
0: though? Do you not want to do television or film? I would love to do television and film. But that's but that's my question. Like, then you have to join the union. Yeah.
2: Okay, guys. So after this podcast, sorry,
0: gonna... the minji's crying. No. No, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Here, here, are the tissues.
2: No, I'm totally like. what the,
0: there's that, that
1: element. Like but but there's that
0: element. I'm like, I even even thought like with some background actors, which is such a we need them, you know, and it's great, and some are such excellent people, talented, and some people are just like, you know what, I like, I remember talking to some people, like I'm retired. I just like my mom is retired, and she's gonna, I think, move to LA in the next year or so. And I'm gonna make her do background. If I'm,
2: I'm trying to get my
0: dad to do it. I'm telling you because I'm like, <laughs> if, especially if I'm working on something, um, I'll be like, okay. Well, first of all, I'll be there. So if there's any issue, let alone like if you know you're if you're doing it through someone I know, you're gonna be okay. And if not, you call me. But there's an element of like, what else is she gonna do? Sit at home and she could make that you you know hundred bucks a day just hanging and then have lunch and yeah. we go home. But there are people like, but then there are also so many people like my friend Armand has done background, my friend Venk have done background. I did background on that Keanu Reeves, Mercer Tome, James Spader film when I was in Chicago going to college. I think it was called The Watcher or something. And I was like this SWAT FBI guy. I had to like <laughs> learn how to hold a rifle and everything. I'm like, no. I need a
2: photo. I no, I don't
0: remember. I, I, you're, I'm not. You can't see me in the film. It was background. But I took it. I did. I, I remember. I think I did some background on Spider Man Three. Also, when Sam Raimi directed some, mm. or Spider-Man 2, I don't know. Um, Did it have emo? No, it had. The, it was, they used the train. They used the train. Um, it's like where Spider-Man, I think, kind of gets unmasked, and the people on the train put his mask back on I think on that him. was two.
1: Yeah. That was the better one. Doc Ock, yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, yes, it was Dr. Octopus. Anyway, we've all done it, and <laughs> then now, like, Venk's producer and casting. Venk performed with me at the comedy. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah, and then... Armand uh, Vasquez, he's on, he's in my my group, the faction of Unite for Strength of SAG AFTRA, and he was on the commercial negotiating committee for three months in New York, and he's, you know, he's got like, always has like four or five commercials running between Spanish language market and American, so like they were back. Armand was my stand-in on Outsource. he's my best, one of my best friends from college, and now I go to him. For commercial advice and like what, how much what are we getting what's that rate when <laughs> when when, when, when should i be expecting a check he's like 10 days after you shoot, you shoot you know like he knows it now so like yeah there's no shame but i don't i haven't met too many background a- actors or non-union actors who are like i just want to be a non-union background actor for the rest Got of my to expand life expand and I mean. grow well i mean it's, i feel it think of it as just like stepping stone or do yeah. you don't yeah. work in the mail room for the rest of your life absolutely yeah
2: No, and I think it's like the more you know right now, it's like the shooting star that we need to know these things, and that
0: we uh, don't talk about business or like that side of it too much. We talk about artistry and craft. I'm like, no, talk business. Yeah, and you have to make relationships and be friendly and
2: and genuine relationship. I don't know. Like that's also that's also its own art. Yeah, Yeah. like have another podcast. We all can
0: we all can smell BS a mile away. But like I see casting directors more than I see my friends sometimes. (laughs) yeah like there's an element like you will see a commercial casting director who you might see four or five six times a year <laughs> that's four, sometimes four or five times more than i've seen some close, dear friends,
2: yeah you see them every like quarter like i think so, <laughs> so. <laughs> i <laughs> jo- i <laughs> joke
0: with um my friend Danny Pudi and I name drop. Let me pick that up off the ground. I uh, no, love but, Danny. But, but legitimately, he is one of my dear friends. Speaking but of period w- films, you guys were in the Tiger Hunter together. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was a great I film. Love- Tiger Hunter. We, we
2: totally raved about that. Yeah, yeah. Last Tiger 100.
0: Hunter is fun. Um, I was a background actor in that. No, I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a small part. Uh, but Rizwan Munji, um, got my part, and I hate him. No, he's he's also another good friend. But Danny and I talked about even Riz too, because they both have kids. Mm. That like. Oh, if you have, if you're married, we have kids. If I see you twice a year, we're friends. Yeah, we are. That's above, (laughs) far and above, you know, than other people you see. We're not 21, 24, 28, 32. Even we're like, we can go out till four or five a.m. No, it's like, no, you have to go home. It's ten o'clock. Yeah, we're gonna go have (laughs) lunch for two hours, and then I gotta go pick up my kid. Right. Yeah. Well, you have you.
2: your many kids I'm sorry now to give you your April, kid, yeah, April my I've, I
0: did a really bad April Fool's joke you
2: adopted a bunch of children where like I think I did a different
0: <laughs> lie I did a different April Fool on every social media on, on so Twitter nice. I said uh, Outsource is coming back thank you Hulu and I've been doing this for years but it was always Netflix this year was Hulu on Instagram, I said that I got engaged to my friend Sonal Shah, who was on Scrubs, and mm, she just yeah, did, knew. Sunny. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah sunny day. Uh, she just did the Bill Lawrence Mission Control pilot, mm. I think with Donald on, so kind of yeah. like a reunion. Oh, nice, yeah. And I she gets mad at me because I don't think I don't think she likes it because her boyfriend likes it. But anyway, I we did I did a joke where like um, Sonal and I are finally engaged. And I did it last year in April Fool's Day because she was shooting an episode of New Girl mm. that day with um, our friend and actually Sonal's like dear friend, Hannah Simone. And I just knew that Sonal wouldn't be checking her phone. And she said at the end of the day because it was it felt legit, you know, cause like we always have photos together and we look like a couple. And <laughs> yeah. she always says, blames me cause I cock block her at parties. <laughs> um, she got like phone calls from like relatives and friends oh. and everything. And we went to like a screening at the arc like that night and she was screaming at me <laughs> and I kind of avoided her calls for the last few days. Because you know, we're going to Ifla tonight yeah, and yeah. we're going on Sunday for some she's of good still friends. Getting Misha. Or oh no, I like was nervous. She Eric was like Eric match. was like, call her back. I'm like, no, she's gonna yell <laughs> at me. But then the worst on Facebook is I started saying like we um I adopted a kid and I adopted I used my friend Jaya Supermanian and her husband Luke's baby. And <laughs> And everyone, like, even Jaya's and my, Jaya went to Roosevelt with me. We have common friends. And they're like, congratulations. Yeah, I'm like, you an- don't know <laughs> Jaya's baby? That's You've met this baby. It was and, like
2: 800 likes. Everyone's like, congratulations. Oh, and amazing. so now
0: I've just been doing, like, hashtag blessed to everybody. <laughs> and then I added to it. I, then I said, like, why stop at one? Eric and I, we're so lucky. We got two more. And it's Anisha <laughs> oh. Nagarajan, who was on Outsource with me. And her husband Mehta, who's an actor and star, <laughs> sitar player too, we use a photo of their two beautiful children.
2: You're oh. married now with in your proud father. So, of so three. far, we're up to three. Yeah, you're I'm up gonna, to three. I'm going to add three
1: more okay. by, the, by the weekend. <laughs> I'm going to be. I had a pretty tame life. April Fool's Day this year. What did you do? I didn't do anything. I just. I didn't do anything. I kind (laughs) of
2: forgot about it. I was like, except (laughs) when I saw yours, and I was like,
0: oh wait, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just social media. Yeah, I did it on social
1: media. Fun. Momentarily excited about K. running for Congress until I realized, oh crap, no. Yeah, 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 there was some good.
2: I'm stupid, gullible. So like, it's a bad day for me to be on social media. I'm like, (gasps) yeah, no. We
0: need him. We need him just being a activist
1: and yeah, being his awesome personality. Yeah, yeah. Well, Parvish... It was really great having you on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming over and making yeah. it easy for me. Yeah, it was no awesome. problem. And yeah.
2: we have much more to talk about, hopefully, in the future. Maybe with like Danny and Vank and whoever. Like, oh, you to- should have Vank, for sure. Yeah, Vank is amazing. So-
0: oh, and for and Vank will be doing um, a standing Wednesday, first Wednesday of every month at Faultline. Uh, which is a gay bar in Silver Lake, but it's inclusive to everybody. Just yes. to ignore the neon dicks on the, on the <laughs> wall. I think they took them down. You
2: have been warned. They
0: took them down, I believe. But um, Faultline is doing um, uh, at 9 p.m. first Wednesday of every month, just for an hour. It's called Cracked Up at the Faultline, and he and our friend Darren Yalaki are hosting. And this past Wednesday, um, D'Lo, mm. our friend D'Lo, yes. Was one of the headliners, so I'm. I think he's really going to try to get like Jenny Yang and Atsuko yeah. too. So they'll be that be just great. Please support Vank's cracked up at the fault line too.
1: Check it out. Uh, where else can people find you on the internet?
0: Uh, at Parvesh P A R V E S H on Twitter and at Parvi P A R V E Y on
1: Instagram. Awesome. Anything you have um, in the works coming up? Yeah, I just finished
0: my um, ABC pilot called Unit Zero. Okay, uh, it's an action comedy. Uh, starring Tony Collette, okay, and Rob Hubel, and then my improviser friends Dana Powell and uh, Kimberly hebert Gregory, a powerhouse of an actress. She can do comedy, drama, everything. And we just had the wrap party on Monday, awesome. so now we now we wait, now we wait, now we wait. Awesome.
1: Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Hoping to uh, to see it.
0: Yeah, me too. I hope <laughs> everyone sees it.
1: Um, and thanks to everyone for listening to our episode. If you'd like to um, comment. Um, give us feedback or send us a question you can email us at podcast at collaboration you can also um, subscribe to us on iTunes Google Play Music Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts um, this month's theme music is gonna be something it'll be in the show notes I haven't decided what it's gonna be yet it'll um, be something awesome yeah and thank yeah. you so much thank, thank you so much. much yeah and we'll see the rest of you uh, next week bye guys bye
3: the last time bye.
1: You have my love, my heart, and
3: my only identity, and I was your father.